0: Hello my friends. <clears throat> okay, this might be a rough one. Um welcome back to the something 1 millionth episode of the nobody asked for this podcast. I hope everyone is doing well or at the very least like not unwell. You know, not every not every week can be great. We've talked about this before like to put the pressure on every single week that it has to be, you know, amazing. It's kind of it's kind of harsh. So let's just say I hope you're having at least a mediocre week at best. It is since we last spoke. It is May. We have made it to month two of Q two. I don't know when I started being interested in quarters, but now it's like my favorite thing ever. I'm like, yeah, we can we can do that in Q three. Uh, yeah. Oh, we all, there's always time for Q4. Like I'm, I'm fully talking like I'm, um, in succession, which I'm not. And I don't really, I don't really need to be businessy, but I, um, it makes me feel special. So I'm going to keep doing it anyway. Um, like I said, I hope everyone's doing mediocre. Well, no, I don't hope you're doing mediocre. I hope you're doing good. But like, if you're only doing mediocre, that's fine too. I'm coming to you earlier than ever before. It's a, it's a ripe 623 AM, okay, 625 AM, not to lie. Um, I'm sitting, you know, in the in my good old beanbag chair. I do not have a fresh cup of battery acid with me, but I do have a stale cup of battery acid with me for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, um, because you haven't listened to the last couple episodes, which I can guarantee as 100% of humans because I've seen the I've seen the numbers. They're not great. I think in the last 2 weeks like I think the only person to listen to this podcast was me. Um and that wasn't to listen, it was to make sure that it uploaded correctly. Now you could ask like why does it matter if it uploaded correctly? Um if no one's going to listen to it. Great point. Great point. Um it just feels better. But yeah, I'm I'm staring at the mug that I used last week. Um, and I think I, let's see, let's see if it's empty. Okay. Yeah. There's just like one sip left. That's okay. You know how coffee like for what, or maybe it's just my coffee machine's broken, but you know how coffee, like the last sip is like thick and it it has that like beamy taste at Starbucks has this too, but it, um, it's not beamy. It's just like, Oh no, it is beamy. There's like little flecks of the of the coffee beans. I'm gonna say that's an accident, but it provides a nice crunch. I'm all about a crunch. And I think that is really missing in our liquids. I think, I think we need to bring back the crunch. It's just a thought. But yes, yeah, since we last spoke, it has been fully spring. The weather has never been warmer. Um, I've never needed a jacket less. But I still bring one everywhere. Like, we're in that time where I don't really need a jacket. But I'm going to bring one because you never know. Like, I could literally start pouring rain in five minutes. Um, And I didn't realize how reliant I've become on my jacket pockets. Like, I have, like, change in there. I have, like, my full wallet in there have like a pair of socks just in case I step in puddle from said rain um and now I'm like I need my jacket because it has all my pockets now you could say get a backpack I could do that and I sometimes do that but I don't know I just feel like if I wear a backpack I feel like Timothy goes to school you know I feel like the Simpsons I don't know if they wear backpacks. I've seen, like, one and a half episodes of The Simpsons. But I feel like a cartoon character, I think was what I was trying to say. And it's not that I don't want to feel like a cartoon character. It's just that, like, I could also not feel like a cartoon character. Okay, listen, we're going to have an honest moment. Not to brag, but I feel like the last few episodes have been, like, (laughs) kind of good. And... Listen, they can't all be good. So I, I'm, I'm due for a flop. Um, and I don't want to speak too soon. But I'm, I'm sort of feeling like this is it. It's a lot easier to follow up a flop than it is to follow up, like, good material, you know? And not to over make this sound more important than it is because, again, we don't have, we don't have listeners. Nary a listener. But anytime there was like a really good episode, I was like, "Oh shoot!" Like let me let me try and you know pull pull something together. But if I have a bad episode, I'm like, "Oh, we're good." Like the the bar is low. Set the bar low. I really think we need to bring back the crunch. Which, to be honest, I don't know where it left. So like, I don't know if bring back the crunch is the correct slogan. But we need to bring back the crunch, and we need to embrace the freedom of bad performance and embrace the flop because all it does is make people not expect good things from you But you could say oh that's bad but i think that's good because then no one's expecting anything and then if you do really good it's like you get rewards people are like oh i didn't know you could do that and you're like yeah i can whereas like if everything is good you have to be like amazing for anyone to notice a difference in the quality. So in the Mm -hmm. honor and in the um, pursuit of having a fire episode next week, we're going to keep this one chill, okay? Between you and me, I think we can do that. So I do have a couple topics. The first one, okay, so actually, before we get to any of these topics, happy May. This is the first episode. Not only have I that I have released this bay, but the first episode I have released in any May. Which, if you're keeping track, which I'm sure everyone is, everyone get out your spreadsheets, your Excel calendars. Does Excel have a um, competitor? Like, what is the Apple version of Excel? You know how like there's obviously Excel, and then there's like a Google Doc. And then you could do – oh, no, sorry. Yeah, there's, like, Word, Microsoft Word, which is, like, the staple. But there's also, like, Apple's version, which is, like, Pages, and then a Google Doc. What is the Excel equivalent? Oh, I guess Google has it. Google Sheets. Okay, anyway, sorry. I was, I was just wondering. I, just, I was just making sure that the um, people at Microsoft Excel did not have some sort of a monopoly that the government should look into, because I know they love looking into monopolies. They love um, stopping mergers, which I I I, I think is correct. I, I think they should be looking into that stuff. Okay, not to be a conspiracy theorist, but this isn't really a conspiracy theorist, but like I have no proof. But it's kind of funny that they're also the people that look into corruption. If I disappear, if there's no episode next week, you know what happened. Anyway, I wonder if I whispered enough for this to be um, tagged as ASMR And get to, you know, compete in the ASMR charts of the podcast. Because I'd imagine, of the podcast charts. Because I imagine that's like a little bit less crowded over there. Because there are only so many people who could like whisper everything they do. Because, yeah, I mean, if that's, if this is you, more power to you. But still. Um, I have a problem. Not like that, Sorry. The problem I currently have at this moment is my lips are extremely dry and a couple months ago my lips were extremely dry and I thought, you know what, I, apparently I heard they have this thing um, that you can get at like 7-Eleven or other drugstores or Walmart where you put it on and it's kind of like a film, like um, almost like a paste and you put it on and it makes your lips not dry. It's called like chapstick or something. I don't know. I don't know if you've heard of it uh it's it's like kind of making the rounds it's like more underground probably like in a couple of years everyone will get it like i bet you in europe it's like really big there but i was like i think i've heard of this stuff i'm gonna try it ever since i put that one swipe of chapstick on because i'm not really a chapstick person like it, it it feels weird i don't like the i don't like the the i just don't like the taste i don't like having like the the feeling of like a film anywhere on my face. So I just normally stay away from it, but it was, it was like really bad and it was like visibly bad. So I was like, it's 2023, you know, let's do some self-care and, you know, walk into a 7-Eleven and buy the first chapstick I see. So that's what I did. And I've put it on like maybe five or six times since then. And I swear to you, my lips are drier than ever. Not like, not when I put it on, like I'll put it on and then it's fine, but I feel like they get dry so much easier. So now I'm trying to combat that and, and you know, do reverse psychology on my dry lips. So I'm, I currently have dry lips, but I'm not going to put any of the chapstick on because I don't want them to get used to it. You know, I want them to figure it out on themselves, by themselves, whatever the English would be. So I don't know. And my only... Um, market research to prove that this is a thing market research wasn't the word but my evidence that was the word where I said market research back there pretends I said evidence the only evidence that I have to prove that this sort of a method this sort of a theory um, is correct would be uh, I'm gonna have to take you back to the year was 2000 maybe 11 Um, and I for one week straight came home from the fifth or sixth grade and chugged a Coke. Now I'm not just saying a you know the 355 mil can, I'm talking more so the 790 whatever mil bottle, like almost a one liter, not a two liter, but a, almost a one liter. Like I think it's like 800 mils. I don't know what that is in ounces, I can't do the conversion. But then after I got out of my ritual of drinking the liter coke a day, which I actually don't remember why I had access to a liter of coke five days in a row. Uh, there must have been some sort of sale or some sort of like gift with purchase situation because I can't imagine um, that was just purchased for fun. But anyway, um, yeah, I started getting a, a terrible headache. I would come home at four, you know, not reach for the bottle of coke, a Coca-Cola and develop a, a massive headache that at the time I would have described as a migraine. I now know um, migraines are something else. I, w- I was not having a migraine, I was just dramatic. You know, it's called, it's called uh, being realistic and self-aware. So all of that to say, how I got out of that funk was I just didn't have Coke anymore. And I had a headache for probably two or three days after that, and then it went away. So that is what I'm doing with my uh, ChapStick. So fingers crossed it worked. I will, of course, be giving updates next week. I'm sure everyone will be waiting on pins and needles for these updates, but don't worry, they're coming. Okay, back to my regularly scheduled complaining. As I mentioned before, you know, I was trying to better myself. I believe I mentioned that before. If I've not, I'll mention it now. I'm always trying to better myself. And part of that is trying to, you know, really have it sink in that, you know, not everything is about me. And in my journey of making sure that not everything is about me, all I can do is point out other things, people's places, ideas that make it all about them. And the biggest offender of this notion is Central time. Now, you could ask yourself, you could be asking yourself, what does a time zone have anything to do with anything? How can a time zone be selfish? How can a time zone be narcissistic? How can a time zone take itself more seriously than other time zones? Let me tell you how. Anytime I'm watching a TV commercial, now, linear TV, TV that you watch on that box thing that, you know, the cable company comes to install to your house every once in a while, um, it's, it's it's kind of going out the window. But when it did exist, all you heard all day long, was coming on 8, 7 central. Why did we need to know central time? Why did that need to be a marquee thing? Why did that need to... Do they think we're dumb? Do they think we can't do the math of, you know, 8 minus 1 is 7? Did the central time people decide that they needed their own time? Like, like is the IQ, and I'm not saying this is, this, is, this is the case, I'm just saying, is the IQ of the central time regions so much lower compared to the other regional time zones to the point that the TV people s- saw it of the utmost importance to call out to the time zone, to the central time zone and give them their own invitation to come watch. Because as a Pacific person, Pacific time, I have to do the math. Okay, eight o'clock, minus three. I have to minus three because most of the time, from my understanding, at least where I am, they, they, they give you the TV time in Eastern time. So I have to do, okay, eight, take away three, five. That's, that's tough stuff. That is hard work. I have to, like, get my fingers out. I'm like, okay, if I have eight, and then one, two, three, four, five. Thank gosh I go to sleep before, like, 12, because I don't have enough fingers to do the math of what 12 take away three is. But with a calculator, my mediocre math skills as they are, and a prayer, I'm able to do it. So if I can do that, if I can take away three, why can't the central people take away one? And again, as many things that I complain about, I'm sure... If there is a reason, there's an explanation, someone will be like, oh, yeah. Like, if anyone listened to this, obviously people don't listen to this, but if anyone listened to us to this, they could be like, oh, yeah, it's because of that, because, you know, the person who invented television w- was from Central Time. I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Until this point, I have never come across an explanation or an answer. And because a lot of the things that I complain about in a joking way, in a funny way, you know, some of my bits, as you could say, because those things usually have very simple solutions that then make it not funny anymore. Um, I've decided that I'm not going to look up any of these questions. i I would at at a, at a time before today, I would have Googled it. Um, but then when you have the, the correct answer, you just sound stupid. Honestly, like if I Googled it and, and there was like a perfectly logical, rational explanation, I'd be like, well, then what the hell was the last 10 minutes of me talking for? Um, and I just don't want to feel that way. I want to feel justified, I want to feel important, and I want to feel um, alive. And this is how I do that. So, central time. I have nothing, I have nothing against central time. Also, where, what is central time? I, I assume it's in the center, but the center of what? The center of what? North America? I don't know. I'm skeptical. I, I have to say, I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I'm not. Speaking of me being stupid... I have another, I have a call to action, so to say. I have a, a PSA. I have a cry. It's almost a cry for help, but it's, it's not help for me. It's help for everyone else, in a, in a sense, you could, you could argue. Every time I, you know, need a mental break, which is quite frequently, I log on to, you know... A a social media place so I can view media in a social manner. As 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 many do as most people, you know, on this side of things do. I don't side of what you might ask. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I meant by that, but I said it. So, a lot of people do, and every time I go on, I see some video explaining to me something. That I'm supposed to be shocked to find out about some sort of everyday appliance, everyday tool, everyday food, everyday something. Now, let me give you an example. Yesterday, I went on to, I, I think it might have been a Twitter. And I saw a video that apparently we are supposed to be finding little knives, like little plastic knives, underneath our jars of Nutella like what? Another example. Apparently, the lid for a mustard bottle is supposed to be arranged so that such that if you pull it back, it like snaps into the base of it so that when you're pouring mustard, the top doesn't fly over the stream of mustard. Okay. Like, both of these things, and there's other examples, but we'll stick with those for now. Both of these things are products that I interact with quite, quite frequently. I would say if you did, like, a pie graph of my diet, it would consist of 20% mustard, 20% Nutella, 60% meat and alternatives. I don't know. Uh, whatever that other category is. But I just feel like if that is genuinely the purpose for these things like we're actually supposed to be finding nutella or or mini knives underneath our nutella and you know the mustard bottle is coming with a safe space for the lid to hide if that's actually what these designers these these product makers these companies want us to do why are they not like advertising that like why did i have to find out about these special features from someone in Nebraska who does, like, tutorials on how to exist as a human. You know what I mean? It's like, if they're putting the money, the effort, the funding, like, if they were in a boardroom and we're like, you know what we could do? Let's start putting Willy Wonka-style hiding mini knives into our Nutella. Like, okay, that sounds cool, but, like, do they think that we don't have a knife? Because trust me, Nutella is utensil optional. You can just use your hand. You could just like if you were doing bread, you could almost do like a shark uh, a or whatever that's called. Shark charcuterie, shark uterie. You could just dip, do a dip. Also mustard, like, is that how the Mr. French's Mr. and Mrs. whoever French is? Designed the bottle like, was it supposed to be that way, or is that a coincidence? Because again, I feel like if we were supposed to know that that's how they wanted us to do it, they would have made it a lot, a lot simpler, a lot clearer. I don't know. And this, these things happened all the time. I wish I could think of off the top of my head better examples, but like, it's these random, like, video, like, six second clips of like, oh, I didn't figure this out until today, and it's like, well are you making this up? Are we just going around and finding like a vacuum and being like, oh, if you put your vacuum, you know, it's actually supposed to go into the gas tank of your car and suck out the $50 bill that the car makers put into every tank of gas. And then they're acting like I'm an idiot for not knowing that when Nissan never informed me of that information. You know, the people at Honda, their money is just going to waste because there's this $50 bills in our gas tanks that they didn't tell us about. Um, But in this scenario, of course, Honda is Nutella and the $50 bill is a little plastic fork that I'm sure, or sorry, knife rather, that I'm sure will break in like 2.5 seconds. Actually, speaking of Willy Wonka, I was doing some reflecting earlier as I like to do. Um, Willy Wonka is a straight-up horror movie, and I I don't get it. I don't know why it's been allowed. I don't know why it's like rated PG. If anyone who doesn't know, Willy Wonka is... I think it started from a book, and then it was a movie, and then it was a newer movie. Uh, I only know the newer movie, so if you're a fan of the book or the, the first movie, not the first movie like they did the sequel, but like the first iteration... I don't know what to tell you. I never saw it. I didn't participate in that narrative. But what I can tell you is the newer version is terrifying. Basically, I can run down the plot really fast. Uh, Wonka Factories is this, like, Chocolate Factory. And then Charlie. Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Charlie. The the titular, whatever, character. Titular character. Charlie. uh, You know, his family's not doing too well. They're not doing too hot. You know, financially, very cutting edge, honestly. Like, they were living in inflation times. They predicted it. But unfortunately, yeah, his family's not doing too well. But then Willy Wonka decides he's going to open up his chocolate factory, which is in, like, the Times Square. It looks like Buckingham Palace, right? There's, like, chaos around it. But then it's all gated. And it's this, like, pristine building that I guess no one has been into since someone stole his recipe in, like, the early 80s. I don't know if this is based off a of real life. Um, I don't know if the book is like a children's book. It sounds kind of like children's booky, but like not too like Dr. Seuss-ish, like more like grade three novel study type book, if that is making any sense. Which I really, I highly do. I think the sense that I am making in this episode is quite minimal. But listen, I, I, like I said in the beginning, I'm coming off a streak of like pretty good ones. So you're just gonna have to bear with me. Although, you know, what's kind of messed up The episodes that get literally zero, zero listeners are always the best ones. And then the ones that, like, I swear to you, I have one YouTube video. I get zero listens on, like, actual podcast platforms. For whatever reason, in the YouTube videos, I've talked about this before, if I put, like, a title that has a commonly searched or, like, a trademarked name, for whatever reason, it gets, like upwards of 80 views. Now, to me, that's 80 times more than I get. In the grand scheme of life, that's, like, embarrassingly low. Uh, But yeah, like, I think I had an episode that had something to do with the filet of fish and that got, like, 80. Now, was it a good episode? No. Did more people hear it than have ever listened to this podcast in my life? Yes. And by that, I mean more people heard the first three seconds. Yeah, I guess after, like, the three-minute mark, I'm in Total total freedom mode, because really no one's, no one's making it past that. This is something to debrief in my creative meetings with um, my team that involved me and uh, no one else. But Willy Wonka, back to what I was saying. It was based on a book. I don't know if the book was based on reality. Maybe it was based on a memoir. That's always an option. I hope one day my memoir gets turned into a horror film That's like has creepy chocolate factories involved listen a guy can dream okay back to what i was saying the yes yeah, so this chocolate factory is like the buckingham palace of wherever the heck these people live willy wonka decides i'm gonna let six kids in or maybe it wasn't specifically kids maybe it was just like six participants um and the selection of this six i pulled the number six out of my ass but i'm like actually think i might be right which is terrible for my New Year's resolution of stop pulling stuff out of my butt, uh, because I'm kind of good at it. But the positive reinforcement of me doing this correctly is, you know, not a good sign for me to just cease doing this in the future. But anyway, six kids are randomly selected to go into the Willy Wonka facilities. This was pre-COVID, so they didn't have to do a scanning. They didn't have to like do like a health check or whatever but um or wear a mask but let's just stop there right like six kids are going into the factory of a creepy person they did get to bring a guardian which is g- good and necessary but just that alone a little creepy I, I didn't really explain they were randomly selected based on if they got a golden ticket in their chocolate bar Willy Wonka went around and put six golden tickets into the chocolate bar, into chocolate bars everywhere. And then there was like this mad rush. It was basically Black Friday every day at all these candy stores until all six tickets were claimed. Now, I don't know if where they live is like if it's like one city, like just the surrounding maybe 10 mile radius of Buckingham Palace um, Willy Wonka factories. Or if it was like a global search, I actually have no idea because uh, I again I watched this movie like one time fifteen years ago, at this point. But so it's all it's all based on memory. Um, so take take this with a grain of salt. I'm basically satire. Okay, um, I'm just going to say it. I am a figment of all of our imaginations. But back to Willy Wonka for the seventeenth time. He invites these kids into the factory. And, like, one by one by one, it turns into, like, Survivor. And I think one of them gets picked off because he, like, not drowns. Not, they all make it to the end of the film. They all see the credits. So it's not like these kids are ceasing to exist. But it almost feels like they made the choice to, like, show them alive at the end of the film. Um, because they did some sort of a test screening of the original cut where uh, they did not make it, so to speak. But I think one of them, you know, gets eliminated or whatever because they eat too much candy, which, okay, fair enough. I would say that that's the normal kid. You're going to a chocolate factory. You're not going to get sick in the first hour. You're just not doing it right if that's the case. And then I think another one of them turns into, like, some sort of a balloon because she ate um, she ate, like, a piece of gum that tastes like a Thanksgiving dinner. But, like, it wasn't done testing yet. Like, she, she basically did, like, the prototype version of this gum. She unfortunately turned into, like, a blueberry. So they had to let her go. Um, one of the other kids, I think, like, went down some sort of, like, a, almost like a water slide situation. Because uh, she wanted to buy a squirrel. She said the famous line, Daddy, I want a Squirrel. The dad was like, okay, we can get your a squirrel after. Like, this is not priority right now. We're, like, trying to take a tour of this, you know, chocolate factory. And she's like, Daddy, I want a squirrel now. Um, and she got her squirrel, and she got herself kicked out of the running. Now, exactly what the running is, I don't know. I don't actually know, like, what the point of any of it was, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, I, I feel like I vaguely remember. Um, and again, I saw this movie when I was maybe seven. But I feel like maybe Willy Wonka wanted to retire and, and they were gonna like, he was gonna give them the chocolate factory. But it's all very confusing. Basically, the end of the movie, I think Charlie wins the chocolate factory, and I can't remember if he accepts it or declines it. I feel like he declines it for like a really noble reason. He's like, well, if my family can't. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe he could, he could keep the chocolate factory, but like only he could live inside the chocolate factory. And he was like, but my family... He was British, I believe. He was like, but my family, they, they live in a shed, and all we eat is cabbage. I believe they ate cabbage soup <coughs> in the beginning of the film. Um, and then he was like, oh, but I can't do this. And then I'm sure at the end, like, he did get the chocolate factory, or maybe, like, maybe he took the... You know sometimes when you win the lottery, which I do frequently... They, you could you could buy like um like you could take like a percentage of something or just like a flat rate win or maybe I am confusing it. Okay, think of the Lay's chip contest. Does anyone remember that? Where you could like name a flavor, like you could submit your your flavor questions or excuse me your flavor ideas, and then four ideas would be chosen. They would make those flavors, and then people would vote on which was the best of the four, and then the winner of that vote would be like a, a chip that they would start selling like more permanently. And then he could choose if you wanted like a million dollars or like 2% of the sales till the rest of time. Maybe he picked like that option. You know what? Maybe the memoir that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was based on was, was not one about chocolate, but about the Lay's Name Your Flavor Contest. I used to get... I'm being very jumpy. I used to get all four flavors when they used to do this contest, when they would release the the contenders, I used to get all four flavors. And let me tell you, they were all awful. I, and I love a chip. But they were all like, they were aggressively like meat-based. It was always like a pastrami sandwich, which I, I like a pastrami sandwich. Do I need my potato chips to taste like a pastrami sandwich? Absolutely not. Or it'll be like steak and lobster. It's like, well, no one, no one needs that. Or they would do like um, onion mac and cheese. Oh, so sour cream and onion is essentially what you're giving me. You're giving me a sour cream and onion chip. Don't even get me started on how this reminds me of the mystery Oreo. Oreo a couple years ago, and I will, I will turn off my mic. Don't worry. My uh, phone is dying in 3% anyway, so this really can't go on much longer. The Oreo mystery flavor. I want to say this was like the year before COVID, so like about 2019. We almost made a full episode without naming COVID. There's always next week. I want to say it was about 2019. They released this mystery flavor. I was pumped. I was, I basically acted like the people in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory looking for a golden ticket. I was going to find a golden ticket and that golden ticket was whatever Oreo was underneath the seal of the mystery box in the aisles of the supermarket. So I finally got my hands on it. And at this point, I tried every Oreo that the good people at Oreo Corporation have offered me. So I unwrap the mystery Oreo, I take a bite, and the flavor that they were presenting me was not a mystery at all. It was just the repackaged cinnamon bun Oreos because the mystery flavor I came to find out literally months later was a churro, which is shockingly similar. To the Cinnamon Bun Oreo. Because it's the same flavor. It is a vanilla-flavored Oreo with cinnamon. That's it. That was the big mystery. The big mystery... I actually... I found the real mystery. The real, you know, Sherlock Holmes detective work was done by me. And I found that their least popular flavor, I think at the time, allegedly, was Cinnamon Bun. So I think... The good people at Oreo put their heads together, put their, you know, cookies together. There's some smart cookies over there. That's the one. I knew there was a joke in there somewhere. They decided, you know what? We have all these cinnamon bun Oreos lying around. Screw it. Let's just, hey, strike up, call marketing. Strike up some sort of mystery Oreo box flavor. We're going to shove all of the cinnamon bun Oreos in those boxes. I assume there's like a separate team that works on that part. And we're going to call it churro. And we're going to call it a day, and we're going to be rich. Um, And needless to say, I bought 10 boxes. So if anyone would like a 2019-branded version of the mystery Oreo, you can either check my Etsy store, my eBay account, or um, contact me in a DM. Real inquiries only. No solicitation. Yeah, so, I don't know. I think I started about three stories there. I maybe finished one, left kind of two on a cliffhanger, maybe to be continued next week, maybe not, probably not, no promises, but i feel I feel good, I feel good about what we accomplished today, so I'm gonna end by saying thank you so much for spending your time with me. Thank you for a full not full year yet we're we still have a few more, maybe a month or so before we get to a full year, but thank you for listening to me in every. Month of the year, uh, even though none of you did—like, literally, not one person—and I have proof. Okay, so don't don't come to me saying how big of a fan you are. Yet, you know, let's see, let's make sure the the numbers are are backing your claims. But um, yeah, I'm gonna say it anyway, just for just for ceremony. We can be found at podcast. Nobody asked for this. Com. We have an Instagram, a Facebook, a Twitter, a TikTok. And uh, yeah, we're on Apple, Spotify, anywhere podcasts can be found except places in which you have to pay to get your podcasts to be found at those places. Um, That just didn't feel like the greatest financial decision I'd ever made. Um, So I just went with the free options, which is pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Have a great week. Have a great weekend.